0: Welcome to the Friday edition of Passion, where just about anything goes. Uh, we'll talk about different stories that have come up and some of the recent research on sexuality. We're going to talk a little bit about Sheer Height, who passed away this week. Uh, if you're a baby boomer, you certainly heard of Sheer Height or heard of her and her groundbreaking work which I'll tell you about especially if you're younger we'll talk about people who were children when their parents divorced Uh, studies show have less love hormone when they are adults Uh, about arguing with your partner about covid risks and how you might be able to resolve that and uh, we can also talk about the dark side of hooking up new research on that but first calling's not the only way to connect the inbox is easy and always open at 514-800 time to share some questions some emails some comments uh, uh, that gets sent my way so you can uh, ask your questions and I'll answer them anytime throughout this show as well. It doesn't matter what we're speaking about at 514 You can also send in uh, comments about what we're talking about too. Uh, you can uh, t- email me to laurie at com if you want to get in touch with me like that. Or you can also call me and speak to me at 514 800 A text uh, says, happy September, Dr. Lori. You have helped me more than you'll ever know. And I thank you for your cool advice. That's so nice to hear and it's true i don't know the help that people get or the question I, I just you hardly get the feedback right i'm just happy uh that even if i get to help one person that means a whole lot to- uh, thank you for sharing that uh, with us i got a couple of other emails throughout the week that i want to share with you uh loving your show which i discovered wi- uh, wish i discovered it sooner A stupid sex story. Love it. The poems love them. It's so nice to see so many have faith in you to divulge such personal issues. Thank you for the explanation about the show. Been hearing a lot about the Baby Boomer show from friends who are listeners. I know what a Baby Boomer is, but what makes this show so popular? All I'm told, it is very open and can be pretty funny too. Well, there's three of us Baby Boomers on the show and uh, we happen to all get along and it's uh, yet yeah, the dynamic is really fun and we talk about all kinds of topics from our age uh, perspective, which uh, is important because oftentimes older people are especially when it comes to sexuality are the uh, neglected uh, age group, uh, honestly. Uh, Dear Dr. Lou. Hi, Dr. Lou. I listen to you from Toronto via podcast. I love your show and agree with a recent comment about our city being a bit uncomfortable with your open format. So this, I remember talking about this. um, I guess it was our anniversary show, which we talked about when at at some point I was uh, in Toronto broadcasting, but, For as the bee thought. Toronto wasn't quite ready for this kind of talk. Anyway, so uh, it it didn't happen for that much longer. Uh, Too many uptight people around here. This is from a Torontonian. I wanted to comment on the recent story from a former stripper and her partner's desire to use her money to purchase their new place. Do you remember I read that story? It was one of our stupid sex stories where uh, the woman had bought her home uh, f- uh, from money that she earned, uh, stripping. And then her boyfriend says, no, I'm not moving in there. I'm not happy that you, this house you bought from stripper money, but yet wanted her to sell it and use the money to buy another home. It didn't make any sense. Uh, let's see. She may consider using the critical lens she had as a dancer when evaluating men customers and consider how solid her partner seems. Um, guy imho what does that mean imho guys in relationships particularly with baby on the way should not be spending diaper nesting future home money on dancers especially when it sounds like mama has the skills at home too maybe she should be more critical of this and his behavior and really think if this is what she wants for a parenting partner I have three kids and would be in over my head with one if my partner wasn't respectful, solid, and on the same page as me in parenting and life. It sounds like you're solid and he should be proud of you entirely 100% and not be threatened by your past. Don't settle and don't continue to accept less than you feel you deserve. I'm a 46-year-old happily married man and feel too many ladies accept or demand too little from the men in their lives, my eight-year-old daughter sees me doing everything Mom does except nurse the baby, and hopefully will expect a partner to be her equal and always respect her as I do my wife. Here, here, good job. Uh, demand more of him and see if he will refocus and raise his game, or reveal he's not as committed. Best of luck, and I hope this is helpful food for thought. Keep up the great work, Dr. Lori. All the best. By the uh, from David by the shores of Lake. Thank you again for taking the time. Really, really appreciate that. Good evening, Dr. Laurie. I enjoyed last night's show and the poem made me laugh, something I needed to do for a while. Someone texted in and mentioned they have started to do Christmas shopping and you said you have started as well with online shopping and that is true. I'm ahead of the game on this one. Uh, This will be the first Christmas in a long time that I will be spending it alone considering I broke up with my boyfriend months back. I got through the breakup rather well, and it is because of you, Dr. Laurie. Oh, okay. I have rediscovered myself over the last few months, and one show stood out that really helped me was the Baby Boomer Show. The two panelists' insight gave me something to think about And of course, your comments are always helpful. My sex life has been a solo effort and right now I am happy with it. My personal life is fine and I'm doing good. I never really thanked you for your support, so I'm doing so now. I think it may be a good idea to have a show or two on the upcoming Christmas holidays. May seem far away, but it's closer than we think and best be prepared mentally because it will be like no other. Maybe you can touch on this in the next Baby Boomer Show. Uh, thank you, Lori Batito. No, not Dr. Lori. I think of you as a friend I can reach out to. That is so sweet. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. What are are people starting to think about Christmas? Like if you walk through Costco now, you're seeing, uh, of course, it's been a while, but all the Christmas decorations are, are out. Uh, the winter coats are there. It's a little depressing when you start to see that, I, although I love the Christmas season and, and all of that. This year is going to be very different. There's going to be a lot of people alone uh, spending Christmas Zooming with family members. Um, I don't know. Has anybody been thinking about this or it's too depressing to think about right now? True, one day at a time can be helpful, but uh, you know, we see it, it's like looming, right? It's just up ahead, so... Uh, if you want to vent, feel free. You can use this show to anytime. Uh, and last message I got, it's the little things. It was my husband's birthday this week. His gift from me was a box of love um i decorated an empty kleenex box and stuffed it with 52 reasons why i love you and other affectionate messages great idea for those listening Uh, the idea being that each week for the next year he would take one message from the box and be reminded why we fell in love and why we are still in love today don't get me wrong it was a long process to write 52 messages but the gift in that for me was remembering why i love him noticing things he does for me things he says he loved it he's a few weeks ahead of schedule having already removed four notes from the box each time he does we discuss why i chose that thought or sentiment much of my inspirations come from listening to your show it's on my bedside radio every night even reruns as i try to make myself a better wife partner friend a better person oh by the way it was his 63rd birthday we've been married 40 Years. Oh, yes, little things can make a big difference. Way to go. Maybe other people can use that as an example. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. If you'd like to connect uh, you can text at 514 800 comments uh, are welcomed of course uh, about any of the issues we're talking about so sadly the pioneering feminist sheer height known for uh, her research on female sexuality has died uh, she died this week at the age of 77 Baby boomers will remember this. Uh, this was actually the first book I bought. I have the original copy that I bought in, I think, 1981, 82, around then, as a, an older teen. The first book on sexuality that I own and bought, uh, The Height Report. It was, the, uh, it was called The Height Report, a nationwide study of female sexuality. It has sold more than 50 million copies since it was published in, in 1977, uh, 1976, uh, based on the views of 3,500 women that she interviewed, it challenged male assumptions about sex by revealing for the first time out loud that many women were not stimulated by sexual penetration. Of course, you know, this, you hear this from me all the time, but she was the first really Uh, to put it in print and to to study this it also encouraged women to take control of their sex lives at the time it was dismissed as anti-male and dubbed the hate report by playboy anything that empowers women somehow is looked at as anti-male i don't know why that is but anyway She uh, told the guardian in 2011, I was saying that penetration didn't do anything for women. And that got some people terribly upset. I was the only sex researcher at that time who was feminist. I tried to extend the idea of sexual activity to female orgasm and masturbation. She was born in the U S in the state of Missouri, to her 16-year-old mother, and she was raised by her grandparents. She did postgraduate research at Columbia University. While there, she posed nude in an advertisement for an Olivetti typewriter in the early 70s. When the advert appeared in Playboy under the caption, the typewriter's so smart, she doesn't have to be. She backed protests against it. Sustained uh, criticism of her in the U.S., much of it highly personalized, led Haidt to renounce her U.S. citizenship in 1995. Can you believe it? They basically pushed her out. She was so bullied. Uh, She was married for 14 years to a German pianist. uh, Then they divorced and she lived all over Europe and she settled in North London with her second Um, Husband. Unfortunately, she'd been suffering from Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. Her work was definitely groundbreaking. In many ways, she began the real sexual revolution for women in the 1970s after the abject failure of the so called sexual revolution of the 60s. In the 60s, women didn't ever feel that they had the right to sexual pleasure. Sheer height put women's sexual pleasure first and foremost for the first time ever she centered women's experiences as opposed to seeing men as the default position and women as secondary that really spoke to a lot of women about their bodies their own sexual sexual liberation and sexual pleasure so we say goodbye to sheer height who was really a renegade she was uh, amazing and um, read the height report. One of the first big studies. It's a little bit like the Kinsey report, but this one was centered on female, uh, femaleuality. First book I ever read, really, on sexuality. Pa- Passion poet weighs in tonight. Uh, Eight billion people on the earth, all special in their own way. It does not matter how you look, or how or where you choose to pray. We all drink the same water. We all breathe the same air. We are capable of beautiful dreams of a world that we all do share. We are on the shore of a cosmic ocean, a small blue dot we call earth in the total scheme of universal time, a very short time since our birth. We created borders and countries. We created cultures and race. We are in the midst midst of a world pandemic, none of which are seen from space. The one thing we have in common is humanity. We are parents, sisters, and brothers. Don't judge yourself by how much you love, but by how much you are loved by others. Don't depend on our leaders to change things. The responsibility is yours and mine. We can live a far better world. Just use your heart, your soul, and mind. Well, that's beautiful. That's deep. Way deeper than many of the uh, poems we get. Thank you for that. That's beautiful. Other text writes, uh, oh, that's so sad that sheer height died a courageous, a brilliant woman, a groundbreaker in sexology that we boomers especially were influenced by when growing up. Her legacy lives on for sure. Probably haven't given her enough credit for getting me on this path of, uh, wanting to explore, uh, and talk about sexuality and research sexuality, but you know what, she was a big influence. She is. Other study, here's the headline. People who were children when their parents divorced have less love hormone. Now, before you ask me what age children, this study doesn't look at particular uh, ages or doesn't really, can't answer the question, is it the same if your kids are much older when you divorce, okay? Uh, so people who were children when their parents were divorced showed lower levels of oxytocin, that is the so-called love hormone, when they were adults than those whose parents remain married. This was a study led by Baylor University. Uh, that lower level may play a role in having trouble forming attachments when they are all grown up. Uh, goes on to say since the rates of divorce in our society began to increase there has been concern about the effects of divorce on children um, most research has focused on short-term effects like academic performance or longer-term outcomes like the impact on relationships how divorce causes these effects however Is unknown. So that's quite uh, an an interesting undertaking here. Oxytocin is a neurohormone that is important in regulating these behaviors and is also sensitive to the impact of stressful life events in early life. This is a first step towards understanding what mechanisms might be involved, according to the readers. Previous studies of children whose parents were divorced have found that the experience was associated with mood disorders and substance abuse, behaviors found to be related to oxytocin. Additionally, such childhood experiences as divorce or death of a parent are associated with depression and anxiety in adolescents and adults, as well as with poor parenting in adulthood, less parental sensitivity and warmth overreaction, and increased use of punishment. So this is a question. Now, what they found was that oxytocin was substantially lower in people who experienced parental divorce compared to those who did not and correlated with responses on several measures of attachment. These results suggest that oxytocin levels are adversely affected by parental divorce and, and may be related to other effects that have been documented in people who experience parental divorce. So again, the most pressing question now is, does how old the child is when the divorce occurs matter? That's the research that needs to be done to uh, do that. We know there are short-term effects, but people rarely do longitudinal research either, right? To see, well, how is it when they are become parents or when they are looking for relationships definitely we know um, divorce has an impact it's just knowing how and what and what's the pathway toronto i lived and worked there for a year in the mid 80s i know it's changed a whole lot since that time and i love visiting there but i didn't much like living there then and sure wouldn't want to live there now i'm glad you're still with us here in creative and adventurous montreal a not perfect but still wonderful place to live ah thank you From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak. You're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Here's your stupid sex story headline. Scorned wife outs her cheating husband by sticking up flyers around their area. But people say she's in the wrong. In an attempt to out her husband for abandoning his wife and kids, the woman from the U.S. seemingly printed... A family picture on the flyer during what looks to be happier times showing not just her cheating husband, but their young kids too. The wife supposedly exposed her husband by sticking up flyers around their area. A photo of the flyer was shared on Reddit by an anonymous user, although it cannot be verified. Underneath the family photo, it read, abandoned his wife and kids in in New York to be with milfs and for crappy government job this what it said some neighbor you have he's still married and living with another woman and continued police please cite him for adultery class four misdemeanor according to blah well, virginia code whatever whatever uh, so a lot of reddit users actually slammed her for dragging her kids into the mess claiming they are innocent and shouldn't have their faces stuck on light posts. One person said, I would never do this either way, but I can't understand why she didn't just do a giant headshot of him. I understand she wants to emphasize the abandonment of his family component, but I feel like the words would have been enough. And people were saying, why would she do that? Uh, kids airing their dirty laundry in public and putting the kids' pictures out there and all of that stuff. So <laughs> moral of the story, Beware! beware of a scorned woman. I don't know. Uh, that's pretty um, pretty vengeful, right? Uh, here, a Ukrainian church leader who called COVID 19 God's punishment for same sex marriage. Guess what? Test positive for the virus. Uh, he, uh, he's 91 years old. He made headlines in March when he told a Ukrainian TV channel that the Corona crisis was God's punishment for the sins of men, the sinfulness of humanity. First of all, I mean same-sex marriage. That's what he added. The Ukrainian LGBTQ group Insight sued the leader following his comments, saying his words could potentially fuel hate and discrimination. The lawsuit called for an apology and a retraction from him and the TV channel our aim is to show people that there is no longer place for such statements from church leaders in Ukraine. Amnesty International also condemned his comments at the time saying such statements are very harmful because they could lead to increased attacks, aggression, discrimination and acceptance of violence against certain groups the church responded to the lawsuit saying as the head of the church and as a man the patriarch has the freedom to express his views which are based on morality just so you know relationships between people of the same sex are legal in ukraine but it does not currently recognize same-sex marriage ah la 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 all right china china news they're actually doing something good here headline china to introduce premarital counseling at marriage registries so now if you want to register for a marriage uh, they are introducing premarital counseling to help couples prepare for marriage This is a new set of guidelines. Civil affairs authorities are instructed to develop premarital counseling courses and materials in the forms of videos and pamphlets and promote them at registries. Um, A ceremony for marriage certificate presentation should be included in the marriage registration procedure. So you actually have to prove that you took this class uh, before you can get your marriage uh, license and they also are improving mechanisms for family dispute mediation and divorce counseling so that's that's good news uh, okay choosing a mate does sex really matter this is an article uh, by Arash Emanzadeh uh, who uh, I, I believe did some here, uh, calling um, talking about sex differences in mating preferences so men and women Apparently, or not surprisingly, have significantly different mating preferences. This is what we know so far, right? In in terms of evolution and studies and such like that, men generally put greater emphasis on certain characteristics in their potential romantic mates. Characteristics like looks, housekeeping abilities, and interest in housekeeping. And desire for children. I know many of us women are cringing at this, but nonetheless, women in contrast put greater value on the likes of wealth, generosity, resourcefulness, dominance, ambition, intelligence, education, sociability, reliability kindness and a good sense of humor (laughs) wow we were pretty demanding uh if women appear choosier than men it is because they are and from an evolutionary perspective they need to be why because women are more invested in their potential offspring so they must choose reliable long-term romantic partners who can and will protect them and provide for them and their offspring Men, in contrast, are much less invested as parents. They are more likely to have reproductive success if they produce more offspring by having numerous short-term relationships. That's the evolutionary theory, right? Recently, some research has begun to question the significance of such sex differences in mate selection, calling them overrated and suggesting we need to pay more attention to non-sex related differences or gender related differences men do not always pursue short-term relationships just as women do not always pursue long-term relationships women may engage in short-term relationships for a variety of reasons such as to gain either economic resources immediately evaluate a potential long-term mate and have the opportunity to switch mates men might engage in long-term relationships as a strategy to reduce paternity uncertainty or increase the likelihood that the offspring will survive. So they investigated uh, whether between sex differences, in other words, men versus women, or within sex differences, meaning variations among individuals of the same gender in mating are more important so which one is more important apparently the data showed that both sex and relationship orientation predicted mate selection preferences for instance in the first study the sex of participants was a significant predictor for nearly half the mate characteristics like wealth and generosity in a long-term partner this agrees with the previous research that shows women are much more likely than men to value earning Um, prospects but that's not just the whole story I'll give you the bottom line Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. I've been talking about a research looking at uh, what we look for in choosing a mate, and of course, it seems that women have a much longer laundry list of things. Nevertheless, the strongest predictor for choosing family-related characteristics in a partner, like being kind, creative, domestic, was a preference for long-term relationships. And the strongest predictor for choosing physical attractiveness was a preference for short-term relationships. That is not all that surprising. So what is it that men and women want because the data appears to be a bit confusing it's telling us that the answer is not black and white mating choices are not just based on the person's sex relationship length and relationship orientation in other words what you want are predictive but sex appears to be important too from line not every man is looking for a physically attractive short-term mate and not every woman is seeking a financially successful long-term romantic partner, but many many are, that's the bottom line. A couple of questions here. Can you comment on women who say they are princess personality on online dating sites? Now, I don't know what a princess personality is. I can only assume what they mean. Are they saying that they need to be treated like a princess and will accept nothing less like you have to be Their white knight you have to is that uh, implying that they just want to be spoiled and um, like that just says something about someone's values and if they if that's what they value then maybe uh, you should run the other way if that's not what you are interested in so it, it kind of fits with a little bit of what we were talking about here right Um, I don't know if anybody else has seen this. I've, I've not heard about this, that this is a category or what have you on, on meeting sites, but anybody who calls themselves a a princess, um, take it. If they're telling you they're a princess, they're a princess and they're going to be expecting you to treat them as such. I'd like to know when a couple is getting divorced, who fights harder to keep the kids men or women I, I don't I'm not sure that uh there's a like I have not seen studies to see who fights for who fights harder what do you mean by harder and how do they fight and sometimes it's a I, I've seen situations of uh, men who have tried to fight so hard but the financial burden of fighting is too great and they've had to take a step back and it's not because they don't want to so you know there's many factors that go into this and these days uh, there was a time when judges would automatically give custody to the mothers simply because they were mothers, but that's not the case anymore. The standard is really fifty-fifty, uh, 50-50 if that's what uh, you um, want. So um, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. Wow, there's a winning dating profile self-destruction. Not. And yes, princesses want to be cared too. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Interesting study results, I think men's and women's mate selection preferences are evolving as society is evolving, which these days is quite fast, for instance, how could we live without smartphones, and this has all happened just in the last decade, oh, lots has happened just in the last uh, decade. Um, another one, according to the the ones, um, men fight harder because courts favor the mom. Except these days, not so much. It's not a given that they favor the. M- uh, Just Drew says, I've always said, pick five things you can't live without, and live with the rest. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. All right. Here's an article I want to share by Brittany Wong. Can't stop arguing with your partner about COVID-19 risks. Here's what to do. In the age of coronavirus, many couples have been getting into arguments about their exposure, comfort level, and their willingness to take risks like uh, you know hey should we rent a airbnb for a staycation should we stick it out at home should we let the kids go back to school do we homeschool them should we let our parents come over or should we just facetime with them should we dine uh, on a patio at a restaurant or is that unsafe could we go into a restaurant lots and lots of questions and i know every single couple is having these discussions i my husband and i had the same discussion tonight uh in fact so how to deal with the stress of the restrictions and mandates is coming up for everyone but especially couples masks are a particularly prickly subject for couples apparently and this is uh according to this author no surprise since studies have shown that men are more likely to opt out than women believing masks to be shameful a sign of weakness and not Cool. This despite the data showing that men are at higher risk than women of dying from the coronavirus. Many couples are not equipped to handle the sustained stress the pandemic has brought, especially if their communication skills were lacking in healthier times. Relationships that were not in a good place before the virus have been really hit hard by the stay-at-home orders and months and months of restrictions. Furthermore, coronavirus concerns can put a spotlight on a host of underlying relationship issues, uh, deferring values, matters of trust, and poor communication skills. Um, So what do you do? I mean, this isn't going away anytime soon. So what if you are at odds over exposure and uh, you risk uh, over the exposure and risk and how do you reconcile these differences, not always so easy, but you gotta start somewhere, which is talk about it. Talk about it, but don't fight about it. In other words, don't do it in the heat of the moment. Don't fight over it. Wait, cooler heads will prevail. Talk about it when you are both um, calm. Make a genuine effort to understand your partner's concerns about socializing. Listen to them. Uh, listen to them with curiosity, listen to them in the spirit of connection, learn about their beliefs, what's important to them, what are their concerns, what are their needs, choose a solution that is good for both of you. A lot of people are going through this This is something we could probably do a whole show on. Thank you. That's it for me. I appreciate you spending your time with me. I really do. Uh, thanks to Nicole Proano, our technical producer, uh, Linda DeLisi, our passion researcher. If you want to connect with me on social media at Dr. Batito or through my website, drlori.com, where you can also find all the podcasts of the past shows. You can also access those on the iHeart app on the CJD page or at CJD.com. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening, a wonderful weekend, and remember to live your life with passion.